Hey guys, this is Let's Talk Television with Ashley and Renee. And for this week's episode, we'll be talking about episodes six and seven of Legacies, To Whom It May Concern, and yep, it's a leprechaun, all right. Yeah, I think that's really cool when they use that type of, I have to, I have to look it up, Ashley, but there's a name for it when they use the title of the episode um, as part or as a line within the episode. I think that's pretty nifty. That's too. cool. So on the first one, in the the first episode, the first episode, the Salvatore School students didn't come back because the parents were concerned after a battle between the students and the necromancer. This puts the school in dire straits at risk of closing. Yeah, that that was interesting. Um, You know, you know what I'm going to say about that, though, right? No idea. (laughs) Tell me. Uh, Well, yeah, this is a, a show about a school, and this is episode six. Of the second season. Oh. And yet yeah. we're in dire straits. So, no, I, I completely <laughs> understand what you're saying. It's one of those things, kind of like when you watch an episode and you're supposed to be afraid that the main character is going to die. But you know it's not going to happen. Yeah. Like Except Supernatural. supernatural. But you know it's not going to happen because they carry the show. And if it does happen, they'll just bring them back. Especially with supernatural shows like Legacies. Yeah. That's true. That's, That's a true. very good point. Um, me ex- except for that, um, I, I guess my, my thought when they said that all those students weren't going to come back was like, wait a minute. These are supernatural students. They have powers that, you know, that they can protect themselves with. It was kind of a little illogical. Yeah, I, I can see that. <laughs> it is Again. a illogical because, I mean, come on. Like you pointed out, they have supernatural powers. They can protect themselves. <laughs> exactly. It's a not like <laughs> it's a bunch of humans. It's not like it's a um, exactly <laughs> integrated school with supernatural beings and humans. <laughs> so yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and I, I really it just came to me when we were talking about it that um, yeah the premise was a little off. So what do we get out of it? I mean, other than new students. I mean, to bring in new students would have been okay without all that. Yeah. Um, I agree with you on that. I do like some of the new characters. Um, Gunter was mm-hmm. was funny. I was not expecting him <laughs> to say that 
he was actually there under the guise of a potential student. I don't know, maybe he actually kind of wanted to enroll, but the whole point why he was there was that he wanted to get revenge on Alaric. Mm-hmm. Because Alaric is right. a former vampire hunter. And as a former right. vampire hunter, he murdered Gunter's vampire clan. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That, that happened. But I thought it was so <laughs> hilarious how after the commercial break, we come back after the commercial break and we see that Alaric has Gunter chained up. But then he's still trying to sell him the school because right. he's so desperate for money. He's like <laughs> pointing out stuff. You see this? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it a little was. comedic. I, was, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, so maybe what they're trying to show us, even though they have all this supernatural energy and everything, they still are very yeah. connected to the human world because they have to make a certain amount of money to have the school open, to help the kids that are supernatural. You know, that I get that, you know. Either yeah. way, he's got to pay the bills, you know, supernatural. Yeah, it might otherwise. be a supernatural <laughs> show, but it's got the financial woes of the human world. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk more about that yeah. in the second episode. <laughs> you know, um, so for first episode and to whom it may concern, I really loved the whole hell dimension in the prison world that the necromancer was in. I loved everything about it. I loved the humor in it with the necromancer being a diner worker and having to serve people. <laughs> and I loved the lighting in it. It was just so cool how you have, you know, like with a diner, you usually have these bright colors, um, which you did have, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, they were muted to reflect the prison world that he was in. Right, exactly. You've got like these curly pastel colors that are kind of dimmed out. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? Yeah. No, no, I was going to say I like that part. I like the way they, you know, basically the hell for him was literally that, having to serve Yeah, humans. you would <laughs> expect that that would be a really nice place for most people, but for him, it was hell. Yeah. And, you know, the... Um, yeah. I was... Bl- the lighting no, no, go ahead. was really flattering to land in. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was dim yeah. romantic lighting. But it just made his lips look yeah. really pretty and his long eyelashes even prettier. <laughs> yeah, it did work for him. Necromancer maybe not so much because he's going to be ugly no matter what. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that the lighting was definitely not in his favor. 
um, I like that that Landon was there and he was able to figure it all out and uh, get away the way that he did. Um, I kind of didn't like that it seemed like it was taking him more to the dark side, but considering who he was dealing with, that's okay. Access the dark side. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the hell dimension, uh, I keep on saying hell dimension, but I guess it kind of, yeah, it's like a, prison world. you know, hell <laughs> sub, subsect inside of the prison world for the necromancer. Um, right. It was so funny because there was this TV movie that I used to watch when I was younger called Mother Goose of Rock and Rhyme starring Shelley Duvall from The Shining she plays Jack Nicholson's wife in The Shining um yeah she was one of the main characters and I had no idea idea until I looked it up that there are so many other famous people in it too famous musicians and actors like Little Richard Cyndi Lauper Debbie Harry you know I didn't know who any of these people were when I was 10 years old but the whole diner Mm -hmm. scenes reminded me of that movie so if anybody's interested you could hopefully find it on YouTube I don't know if they sell it on Amazon it's a really old movie it's from 1990 but it, it definitely reminded me of the diner scene in that episode of Legacies. So it's called Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, that sounds interesting. Um, I like the ending of the episode with uh, Landon having his uh, mental breakthrough. Yeah. Oh. That he wasn't going to give up. Instead of just waiting for Hope to rescue him. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Because it's usually the damsel Um, in distress. But here we have it turned on its head. (laughs) And it's the dude in distress. Waiting for his lady to save him. The dude in distress. (laughs) The dude. Yeah, that that was good. Well, I mean, it would make sense because of all the, the time they've spent on him that he obviously wasn't leaving the oh, show yeah. altogether at this point. Yay. Yay. You know, just another, um, as you, you yeah. said, subsect <laughs> of the show. Well, the world. Or whatever they're I calling it today. I would that he wouldn't leave the <laughs> show because he's such an integral part of it. Right. That's yeah. yeah, we talked about that before. Kind of weird. But basically, they just kind of separated him out for now. Um, she wasn't giving up, and he wasn't giving up. And they have that, you know, supernatural connections. It makes sense. So, if you're ready to talk about the second part, I have to think, I thought of something that was, was kind of interesting. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead? But let that? me know. Um, in the scene where they showed what she had what she had yeah. drawn and that the gate where he was standing 
at the end of the other episode. Oh, the salvage. Yeah. So we were having like a mind meld when she was painting, and he was standing there in the other world at the gate. Yeah, that is that pretty was pretty cool. awesome. The whole mind meld. The first thing I thought when I saw the picture. Well, I can tell you what I think about the bust that she did. That was a little bit more humorous to me. I don't know if it was to you. <laughs> she learned to do that in one evening. That's not what was <laughs> one day. funny about it to me. Immediately, immediately, I thought about Lionel Richie's Hello video. Do you know what I'm talking about? I remember the song. I don't know if I remember the video. You gotta look it up. It's hilarious. It's classic 80s cheese ball. So the whole video (laughs) is about how he's a teacher at the school where there's this blind student that he's romantically interested in and even though she's blind she still sculpts and she, he sculpts a bust of okay. and that is immediately what I thought okay. so the entire time I'm just <laughs> I'm cracking up Okay, yeah, see, I did not get that connection I don't know if they intended to make that connection, but that is what I got from it. Hmm, interesting. Well, they do seem to be very 80s themed. Yeah, they do. (laughs) I'm really curious if that was intentional. I don't think it was, but at the same time, we have a lot of humorous elements in legacies, so maybe there could be kind of a nod to Lionel Richie's hello. And also, when MJ was in the room and that thing was going crazy, it looked like one of those, um, what is the name of that that uh, cartoon with the, that had the, the, the characters had like red suits. My power I love the show. Power Rangers. That's what it looked like. That the back of it that I saw. Yeah, I kind of did. I didn't get that. And then it was gone, so I didn't have long enough to really take a look at it, you know. But it was seemed like a really fast uh, shot that we got of that. Um, and I thought, oh, that well, maybe familiar. that was also a nod to Power Rangers. It's possible. <laughs> It is possible. It was pretty quick from my my version of what I saw of it. It was a pretty quick flash of it. Literal flash. <laughs> so, another but, huge um, subject of the episode, especially since it's in the mm-hmm. title, is the leprechaun. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. That thing freaked me out more than any other monster yes. or demon in just that weird, thing ugly it looks like it was from a literal hor- from a horror movie yeah exactly <laughs> not not your normal leprechaun but i guess it was a monster leprechaun it was yeah it was a monster leprechaun but i guess i guess what i'm mm. also saying is that even though 
Legacies does an incredible job with special effects and makeup. I mean, look at the mm-hmm. necromancer. They do an awesome job with him and they have all these other supernatural beings in the show. The leprechaun was just it reminded me of that movie Leprechauns that Jennifer Aniston was in way back in the 80s. Like it it looked like it, it looked like a horror movie character with the furry palms and just the face like the menacing face it was just really freaky to me yeah i i had a hard time okay so i'm not the only one i I know i was seriously (laughs) wondering if i was like it's just a little leprechaun but for some reason this is the scariest thing in the legacies verse yet Yes, it's not your normal little friendly little Irish um, little no. person leprechaun. It was like over the over the top, weird, like horror, horror like looking, like troll. you said. Like almost like what is it called? Like those drawings they do of things where they're like overly, you know, big versions of things. You mean like like edges? Yeah, you know, at the fair, you can get something. They'll do a quick sketch um, sketch of you, but it's like a bigger version of whatever yeah. you are. Like a version. Yeah. That's yeah, what I can like, see oh. that, definitely. That is what it was like. Kudos to them for, for that, though. Because like you said, I had a <laughs> difficult time looking at that thing whenever it showed up in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So what'd you think about the, the flashback the episode? <laughs> how we had uh um the whole romantic interest between what's her name? Flint? Or Finch? No, Finch. Finch and Josie. Yeah, that was very Josie. <laughs> Overthinking. And of course, it all worked out. Typical Josie, Josie um, plot line. You mean everything working out? <laughs> you knew it was going to work out. Yeah, you knew it was going to work out. Just very, very her, you know. Unsure, but little, you know. I want it to work out, but I'm not sure it's going to work out. You know, very, very on, on target for her character. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the episode was Lizzie saying that she really missed the smoothie bar and she wanted the smoothie bar back. (laughs) I know. Talk about it. Title, man. I like that that, uh, she admitted it, though, you know? She said, you know, hey, it's what I want. That's true. (laughs) She admitted it. And if you're used to that kind of luxury, then I can see how you would want it back. Yep. I'm I'm with her. I'm with her too. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but I guess, you know, it all came with a little bit of a price. In the end, people fighting and a crazy <laughs> leprechaun. <laughs> crazy leprechaun. What else did we have happen in the episode? We had Alaric going to the bank. Oh, 
Yeah, he was almost assaulted at the bank. Yeah, <laughs> that was another great. kind of turning, uh, in turning it on its head thing in the show when it comes to uh, stereotypical male and female roles. However, I just thought of this. You know, because of the anti-spill or whatever that was happening, maybe that was part of it because she was going to do that to give him yeah. money. So that was just an effect of, of the, the overall, overall spell. spell. I didn't even that didn't even occur to me, but I just I just not thought of it when you were yeah, talking. I think that's what it I think that's what it was. It was an effect of the so, spell. So why is she suddenly drawn? Yeah, she's all suddenly drawn to him that much, you know. <laughs> kind of over the top. She's at work. She was at work and basically trying to prostitute him <laughs> in order to yeah. give him like, a huge lump yeah. sum of money. Yeah, it's different. It's different than if she invited him to dinner or something, you know, that would have been normal. Yeah. But that was kind of over the top. Yeah, that had to be an effect of the spell. I did not think that at all. I thought it was just exclusively for humor which I mean it was really funny but yeah. it had to be yeah. an impact from the spell yeah. because because I guess yeah, everything else was kind of affected, yeah, affected like by that it. scene earlier with the woman that wanted the bust of Landon and said she would pay yeah. almost $100,000 for it yeah that was definitely something going on that was definitely <laughs> an an effect of the spell. Hmm. Oh, the uh, what is the new girl's Cleo, name? the Afro-American Cleo? When she told, when she said to Hope, "You haven't asked one thing about my life." It's funny because I thought about that. I think during the first episode, when they had met and was were talking, that she was all Landon all the time. Nothing else mattered. Very self-centered. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we understand what she's going through, you know, because her boyfriend basically kind of just died. But at the same time, yeah, I completely understand where Cleo's coming from, too, because it's they're developing this friendship, but it's very one-sided. Yeah. She's brand new and she's just like in the help mode. I'll help you. I can help, I can help you. Help, help. But still, I'm human. Yeah. <laughs> that was unexpected at the end, and I really liked it how she pointed out you haven't asked me anything about myself. I'm more than just a supporting character in this little love story you have with you and Landon. <laughs> Right, exactly. That was kind of right on target. <laughs> More than your supporting cast. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Oh, and then Al- Alaric thought that he really had the had the goods because of what happened. <laughs> and now we're thinking maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> So what do you think is going to happen with the school? Um, I'm guessing everyone that left was under a spell and they'll all come back. (laughs) 
they'll just all show up next week. What kind of spell, though, do you think is going to get them back? I mean, they have to come back, right? Lizzie calls everybody and says, (laughs) I want my smoothie (laughs) smoothie bar back. I want my smoothie bar back. Get your butt back to the I gotta tell you, I wanted a smoothie so much after that episode. I actually do have, um, this might sound really gross, but it is the best gummy bears I've ever had. I have green smoothie gummy bears, and they are so Mm. tasty. They are the, the best gummy bears that I've ever had. Wow. That's pretty. That's a pretty awesome recommendation. <laughs> they, I mean, they taste like a smoothie. They kind of have like this. Uh, they taste like a little bit like a vegetable green undertone, like an orange undertone. They're from the same company. I can't remember what the company is called, but they have a variety of flavors, including champagne. They're really tasty, though. They're super tasty. I don't know if they sell them anymore because I got these gummy bears like a year and a half ago. Because I don't, I'm huge when it comes to baked good sweets, but when it comes to candy, I'm not so big on it. Right. And I had found them and I was like, oh, I forgot about these. <laughs> They're really tasty. But I digress. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. my that's my smoothie tangent. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, I think that um, it's all gonna come back together. Um, we'll probably see more of Landon next week, I think, because there wasn't so. wasn't much of him this last week. Yeah, all we got was the bust. Right, and it's already Thursday, so I guess it's probably going to be on tomorrow on the CW app. Check it out! (laughs) And then we'll get to see more of Landon's pretty face. So, I have a new segment for us. Okay. Called the Fashion MVP. So, the most stylish player. Okay. Okay, so the character (laughs) I picked for the most stylish player is Josie. Okay. Because of her mini leather backpack. It was so simple (laughs) and clean and classic. And it was a callback to like the mid to late 90s except a lot uh, a lot more classic looking more kind of like a fossil bag I thought it was super cute and I want one but I think I'm too old to pull it off right now (laughs) or maybe not even too old to pull it off I think if I was traveling it would look cool but I wouldn't just wear it out and about that'd be kind of weird I have to I have and, to pay more attention. Oh, it was so cute. Even when she greeted MG in the kitchen and 
I love the lighting that they have in this show. It's the same as the Vampire Diaries. They just have this incredible warm lighting throughout the show. But anyway, the lighting came through the windows in the kitchen and it just shone on her backpack. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> um, so she is the MVP, the most stylish player. Nice. Second place is Cleo. Okay. Um, not in the second episode, not in the Leprechaun episode, but the first episode where she's introduced to us. I just think that she had this really creative, eclectic, neo-hippie style. Like, she had that flowery, kind of flowy dress, but at the same time, it was kind of modern and tapered. And I would never wear those earrings myself. I think they would look terrible on somebody like me. It's not my taste at all. But they looked incredible on her. They were just so cool and nifty. Her, Did you notice her wire earrings? Um, I can't say that I did. Maybe I did at, at the time, but it didn't stick with me. Yeah. At the end of the episode, too when she's writing you notice that her ring matches her earrings I just I thought the whole outfit suited her really well it it looked beautiful on her and she is the second in place for the fashion award nice yes Yes, I have to start paying more attention now I mean it's like sometimes I do see things but they don't always stick you know yeah, you're more interested in the storyline, which right. makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, I I notice fashion, but it just it just doesn't always stick. <laughs> I don't know how to say it <laughs> when it comes to that. But um, well, you've got so much going on in these episodes, like <laughs> creepy, like the creepy leprechaun, the bus yeah. of Landon. You know, just there's there's so much stimuli going on in the episodes already that it's kind of hard to pay attention right. to fashion. There was something else though um, in the mirror. Was that the first episode? MJ and his mirror in the first episode. The mirror, mirror on the wall with the wicked witch of the west. <laughs> that with was, Alyssa showing up. Yeah, it was like, it was just. I guess I didn't understand the the mirror, mirror thing. It was kind of funny to me. Why is he using a mirror? <laughs> that was really funny. That seemed kind of old school to me. I feel like it would have been in an '80s movie before smartphones <laughs> came about. <laughs> oh, I was thinking, oh, that's so cool. I want one of those. Yeah, back in and the 80s, when we had the hey, mirror phone. I have one. <laughs> I have a phone. I have a smartphone. But can I you imagine it. how cool that would be if you were a little kid without, you know, before 2000? <laughs> that would have been the coolest thing. I'm going to pull out my mirror phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me pull out my mirror. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. I love that. I'm, oh, I want oh, I love that. <laughs> you got to put that on our site as a quip. Let me pull out my mirror phone. 
Or actually, that should be the title of this episode. <laughs> yeah. So let me pull out my mirror phone. <laughs> so mirror, mirror on the wall is too old school for us. We carry our mirrors in our pocket. <laughs> we do. <laughs> it's a mirror phone. <laughs> let me pull out my mirror phone. That is going to be the title of this episode, you guys. Oh, it's hilarious. Now I'm crying. <laughs> oh wow I like that so did you have any other thoughts on the episodes um I think as far as this moment I, I'm pretty good okay um yeah the last thing that I have to say was I really loved MG's talk with Lizzie it was so vulnerable mm-hmm. and mature yeah you know he was saying I think that everybody has felt like this at some point in their lives where they feel used by people that they love and to basically summarize what he said to her was you come to me when you when you've run out of people and we've created this negative pattern and you can't put your happiness into somebody else's hands right but then of course it the very end Lizzie kind of tries to manipulate him and she's like yeah something really bad would have happened like you know we might have had sex (laughs) and then you see this look on his face and I'm like you just ruined the moment (laughs) right (laughs) completely ruined this moment but I get what they were shooting for right yeah that was kind of a stab yeah it definitely was a stab but I still feel like he's got the upper hand right now. At least for one episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, on to oh, your review. right. My conversation about this. So, <clears throat> I decided to do the updated... I don't know if it's considered updated, but it's called Damien. Um, I think it may have another may have another word after it but it was the epi- it was a series with Bradley Cooper and Megalyn Ichi Kimwaki um that Bradley James I apologize Bradley James um oh. it was on one of those cable channels or Hulu it, I knew it was on the streaming service I saw it on that <clears throat> the app is it See, I saw it on that um, app that I used to use that I was so fond of. So I can't really tell you right now where it actually Uh, showed. (laughs) But I know currently it's on Hulu, and I guess that's what's important. (laughs) So I think it was on a couple of years back. And if anyone remembers the original um, uh, Poltergeist, that wasn't Poltergeist, the original Damien from when he was young and we saw him as a child. So this basically takes up when he's like in his 30s. And I believe they used this because, uh, you know, Christ's ministry started when he was in his 30s. I believe that's why they used that to start this uh, series with. And so it's, it's a really interesting show. Spoilers for the entire series. I think it was only on like 10 12, maybe 13 episodes. 
Um, I was really disappointed that it was canceled because the take that they took on it was basically what I call the anti-antichrist because he had no clue or memory of being the antichrist. He is just like living his life. He is a world photographer. Um, he is just living. And then he starts, he's, he believes he starts having weird things happen. But then as he remembers later on, these things have been happening his entire life. Basically where people are dying around him, but they're also killing themselves in his name. And he is just a, a guy trying to do his best. He's not, he is not realizing this is happening until something happens um, more close to him where someone comes up to him and like grabs him and says, I did it all for you, Damien, or, or something like that, you know? And of course he's like, what are you talking about? You know? And so that kind of leads to more of his awareness, awareness of something happening leads to more him being more aware of things that are happening around him. And so he's kind of starts following the trail and his ex-girlfriend friend um, dies um, after she shows up to try to talk to him. And he, she like literally dies in his like parking lot. And it's weird because at first you kind of think, you know, in the scene, you kind of think it could be like a natural occurrence because it's like really rainy outside. It's like a, it's a sinkhole and it, it fills up with water really fast. And then as you're watching the episode, you kind of get the idea something actually grabbed her and pulled her into the hole. And so in the process of it happening, he realizes something is up and he's outside gets out there and tries to save her but it's like way too late she's already gone and and, um so he's like in mourning his friend and during the same time this woman comes to light played by Barbara Hershey um who's like supposedly his um she's been his guardian angel she knew his parents um and it's it, it's a little twisted on how it all happened, but I guess um, he maybe mm-hmm. was um, I don't know if he was adopted or something, but she's known him since he was a child. She was connected to his family. His um, his dad was like an international ambassador or something, so they like you know they, they like traveled and things. Mm-hmm. But she anyway comes to light as someone who's been behind the scenes, basically getting people killed and killing people who might have tried to kill him because of in the Christian world they believe he's the Antichrist and again he's just like I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> he's just right. a guy and, and then it life. starts getting closer once she comes into play and so the Vatican like sends someone and he pretends to be trying to help him but he's not. <laughs> and so Megalyn comes in and she's the sister of his ex-girlfriend that died. And she's like mourning her sister. But then she also starts to hear about this rumor that he could be the Antichrist. So in a way, she kind of starts trying to help the Vatican 
because somehow they learn that she's kind of getting close to him. And so it's just it's just kind of a very interesting story. Um, I won't go into many more details because like like I said, most of the of the series, he literally is trying to figure out, you know, why do they think this about me? I'm just, I'm not that kind of a person. I'm a, I've always helped people, and you know, he's gone to these third world countries, taking images of these things that are happening to get, you know, to get people to see, so that he can get help for the people, you know. <laughs> so it's just kind of to him odd that people would think that it was the opposite. But then he starts getting really angry. And it's almost like, in a way, he starts kind of like trying to switch his mind to the other way of thinking because it's like what I'm trying to do, right? But it seems like things are still going wrong, <laughs> you know? We all have that feeling sometimes. <laughs> I've definitely Right, you know, you're before. going in the right direction, but there's this little devil on your shoulder going but why not me <laughs> so yeah it's I definitely recommend it Bradley James is like totally excellent in it um, and you know every time I think about that I think about watching Marilyn which I started watching again doesn't take me this <laughs> takes me in a vicious circle time. now but I, I recommend it there's a lot more to it that you would be surprised to see once you get into the, the show but I, yeah, I wanted to review it to recommend that people would watch it and give us feedback on the podcast about how how you see it do you see it the way that I see it or do you have a different take on it I really like the premise yeah I I I can't wait to watch this just by your review I'm gonna I'm gonna go and put it on my yeah. queue I think you'll like it you'll see the that it's just very I, I think it's very different than some of the ways they've portrayed the Antichrist over the centuries <laughs> I also really love stories where you have um, somebody that's big in uh, like mythology or legend or um, history and they have no idea that they have these powers and they think that they're just regular people I think that really speaks to humanity in general tell me if I'm wrong I mean mm-hmm. I, I haven't I... seen the show but just what I'm getting from your explanation of it is we have it's almost like we have no idea what each one of us is right. capable of or sometimes we have no idea what's in our past whether you're only scientific or spiritual there's so many things that we don't know about ourselves and this show just it sounds so interesting to me I'm I'm going to start watching it. Yeah, and you know, and also you don't know what other people are thinking about you. You don't know how people look at you, how they see you. They're seeing him as something totally different than the way he sees himself. And because he has no contact with him, Mm -hmm. he has no idea until he starts to get, you know, see, you know, he's, uh, I think he must have watched something also to see that things that have happened, but he's definitely getting 
um, to wonder, you know, I don't, you know, not understanding why, you know, why is, why did they do this? Why would they, why would they say that it's in my name? I don't know them, you know? Yeah. So you don't know what yeah. people think about you or how they're looking at you. Yeah. I can't ever imagine somebody coming up to me and saying, you're evil. You're a bad person. Well, I haven't, everybody has their faults, but I haven't mm-hmm. done anything evil. Right. So what, what are you talking about? <laughs> and who about? are you? <laughs> yeah, by the way. who are you, by the way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so quickly, how would you compare this show to Lucifer? <laughs> Are there any Oh my god, it's a totally different thing. Lucifer knows who he is and he goes for 159%. I mean, or 200%. <laughs> He's all himself all the time and more. <laughs> but he does not understand why humanity blames everything on him because the thing I like about Lucifer, oh my god, I like about Lucifer is they show how humanity does their own sins and then blames it on Lucifer. And he says, what he says is, I punish evil. I don't do evil. I punish the evil. So it's a whole different take on Lucifer thinking. (laughs) Yeah, I like that, you know, it's, it's a diversion from the uh, usual uh, what Judeo-Christian right. exactly totally the opposite text. yeah yeah and I think that people should do that more often you know um, I have absolutely no problem with religion or spirituality just as long as you're open you know you don't follow everything by the book and you don't stay um, narrow-sided I think it's really good to explore your beliefs from different angles and that applies to all of us yeah to be open yeah all right okay oh sure thank you for that review for you next week uh, you have still it or Uh, I'm not sure okay. yet what I'm going to review. I'm still thinking about it. I have a couple things in mind, but I haven't pinpointed okay. what I want to review yet. Well, guys, I hope you received some entertainment from our conversation. <laughs> or at least information. So what we got from this, everybody, is you need to go watch the Lionel (laughs) Richie Hello video, an episode of Power Rangers, and if it is available anywhere, Mother Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme. (laughs) Because that is a little bit, it's a little, I wouldn't say twisted, but it's kind of weird. It reminds you a little bit of Alice in Wonderland. Oh, and very last thing. 
I just saw on Apple Music they have the Legacy oh, nice. musical soundtrack. So if you have a subscription to Apple or if you want to buy the album, it's there. Nice. All right. Well, have a great week, guys. This podcast is sponsored by Magical Limitless Manifestations. You can follow them on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash limitless manifesting. This company helps you to live a better life by training you to have better patterns of thinking to achieve your goals in your life. Receive your complimentary consultation by responding at the Instagram site with I am in.